This is Placebo Radio. Know that they ride or die. I keep boys by my seat. Know that they ride or die. I keep boys by my seat. Day we hustle, but the night we. Know that they ride or die. Know that they ride or die. I keep boys by my seat. Know that they ride or die. I keep boys by my seat. My name came up a lot of sounds, more when I was not around. Certain people that I know, they ain't no longer about. My name came up a lot of sounds, more when I was not around. Certain people that I know, they ain't no longer about. My name came up a lot of sounds, more when I was not around. Certain people that I know, they ain't no longer about. My name came up a lot of sounds, more when I was not around. Certain people that I know. Know that they ride or die. I keep boys by my seat. Know that they ride or die. I keep boys by my seat. Day we hustle, but the night we. Know that they ride or die. Know that they ride or die. I keep boys by my seat. Know that they ride or die. I keep boys by my seat. Brothers, my guys, know that they fly. Know that they fly. Know that they ride or die. Cold, these brothers, my guys, know that they fly. Know that they fly. Know that they ride or die. CJ Ike, they ain't no longer about. They ain't no longer about. They ain't no longer about. Is the placebo radio with Rayfuel and Ezras? How are you doing, Ezras? I'm doing good. All right, good, so good. This is what I've been thinking this week. Um, okay, let's hear it. I've been hearing a lot of people like having theories about everything, and I decided I wanted to get in on the action, like I normally do. And so, this is my theory. I think most of our societal problems aren't are primarily coming from. Uh, ethical degradation of our people. I think like a percentage okay. of our people have gotten a little bit worse than they used to be. And primarily what I think it is, is lying. I think we're just lying more than we used to. I mean, we've all, you know, we've always had liars. Lying has always been a thing. 
but also like right, I don't think we were, getting more we, shitty yeah but i don't think we were communicating this much in the past right so we communicate more we interact interface with communication more like this like literally everything is social media now right like everything we watch has like a comment section and likes and everything's become like this social interplay right right and that's given us an occasion to lie like quite a bit more. It's like a lot more opportunities to say like, Hey man, I used to be a, a Navy SEAL and I can beat you up in the comment section or something, you know, like a lot of people are constantly lying, but not only are like individuals lying, I think like organizations are lying like nonstop. Cause every time you stop to see like whether or not somebody's lying, you find out that they are right. Like there's no organization credible enough to not get found with their pants down constantly. Right, yeah. Like everyone's trying to show their best face or their face that they want the world to see. Yeah, they're just so lying. Like, <clears throat> they're just covering their ass. And like different groups yeah. are like covering for each other. Republicans are lying to cover Republican ass, and Democrats are lying to cover Democrat ass. Like, you know, Hollywood's lying to cover their own asses. And then like all of our scandals now are like all lying scandals, right? Like this person is was dishonest. Ellen said she was a nice person, but she was actually a bitch. Like, <laughs> yeah, and then everybody gets everybody She's lies about being self righteous about it, right? Everybody's like, I, I'm outraged as Ellen. <laughs> like, no, you're not. You're lying about being outraged. You're just, you're just, a bitch. can't believe Why? she's a bitch, right? Like, every you know, just, yeah. people are just like giving themselves excuses to be vicious twats. It's just, uh, it's just a lot of lies, man. I think that's kind of what's going on. Yeah. I think people just lie a lot. Yeah. I mean, people want to know, or people want to show like their best, you know, even though they're just lying, just lying all the time. Well, yeah. Also, it's like, I think that's why there's so many conspiracy theories now. It's like a lot of people like noticed, right, that the people in charge were lying and they just kind of broke their right. minds. Like they were just like, they can't handle the idea that like a lot of these people are lying a lot of the time. The news is lying. Right, yeah. Politicians are lying. The teachers are lying. Like people like <laughs> history. Like a lot of those things are lies. The people who are telling you, like the revolutionaries who are trying to fix everything, are lying. <laughs> the fucking right, yeah. And that's the craziest part, right? Like a lot of times, the bad guys, like people who everybody agrees is bad, are often the people who are telling the truth, which freaks you out. Like, it's yeah, weird when definitely. you hear like Milo Yiannopoulos like say something true, and then you go like. That's uncomfortable. Wait. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like he's he, like, wait a second. That's uncomfortable. Right? Like it's uncomfortable yeah. when people that you think should be the bad people don't lie to you. And the people who you think should be the good people are lying right to your face. Yeah, that is true. Kind of I mean, there's a lot of people mind. that, yeah. Yeah. That's why a lot of people don't like when people tell you the truth too. Oh, of course. Yeah. Well, they also just yeah. don't believe it. Like there's that classic thing, like uh if I didn't believe it, I wouldn't have seen it. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Where it's like seeing is believing. No, 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 no. The opposite. Believing is seeing. Like once I believe some shit, I'll see that thing everywhere. Right. Yep. But if you didn't believe, like, you know, like I love that Dan Aykroyd podcast I saw where he's just. And then he just has a million stories of seeing aliens. Parents saw aliens. He saw aliens. Everywhere he goes, the guy sees aliens. It's like, well, he believes in it. Dan Aykroyd, the like, yeah, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters guy? guy. He hardcore <laughs> believes in that. aliens and he sees them 
everywhere. Like, you know, you'll never find a guy who sees more ghosts than a person who really believes in ghosts. Yeah, that's wild. You see a lot yeah. of ghosts, those people. <laughs> they yeah. really believe in them, you know, like every bump in the night they go, huh, must have been a ghost. <laughs> yep. Yep, yep. Those Sasquatch people always have like weird stories. Like I saw a Sasquatch's back in the woods at a hundred yards. He throwed me the deuce. <laughs> he winked at me. It farted in my direction. He, I smelled. He threw me a Coors essence. Light. I thanked Squatch Daddy for his musky essence. That's funny. Uh, did you hear? Yeah, no, about I agree one? with that, a, man. A, like, it's like a female porn writer who wrote a shitload of like female porns on the internet about Sasquatch. No. You know, oh yes, yes, yes. I know what you're talking about. Like, you're talking about. Yeah, Joe Rogan's talking about that many times. Goodness or whatever, right? Like, yeah. You know, Squatch Daddy Five or whatever. Like, she has like a million of them, right? They're all like somewhat BDSM and like Sasquatch raping her and shit. And then, like, Sasquatch protects yeah, her from, wild. like, another evil Sasquatch. Two Sasquatches fighting for my love. But the good Sasquatch is the bad Sasquatch. <laughs> <laughs> so what would you call, like, what would you name, like, a romantic Sasquatch? Uh, like, in the book, like, what would they name it? Right, Squatch? <laughs> yeah, no, but I'm trying, to, I'm trying to figure that out, right? Would she, like, write it, like, Henry? Or something. I don't know. Big foot long. <laughs> Subway. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I, I want to try to make a pun, but it's kind of hard to do, right? You want to make a pun like yeah, Harry yeah. and the Hendersons. Yep. And and Bigfoot and Sasquatch. I feel like I'd have to Squatch. toss in like other other like mythological like Sasquatch was, was what like a Native American word. I don't know. I have no idea. It has to be. There's no way it's not. Think about it. Like listen to the word. Sasquatch. Yeah. Right. It has to be Native American. It's probably Navajo or some shit. Yeah, I don't know. So if Sasquatch is Native American, then you have to throw like another Native American like mythological creature in there, right? So you got to throw in like. The Nagloshi or something, Skinwalker, right? Mm. And then you have like this hot, like Skinwalker, Sasquatch, like gang bang. What was the Mexican one? Chupacabra. That dog thing. Chupacabra. <laughs> you have a Chupacabra, a Nagloshi, and a Sasquatch. They walk into a bar. <laughs> <laughs> and they walk into a bar, and then they see that one bird thing from like. And they gang bang the what bartender. What is it? Northeast, the, the Northeast. What is that one bird? That's like their version. Uh, oh, Jersey Devil. Their version of the Chupa. Yeah, the Jersey Devil. Yeah, yeah. Jersey Devil, that's considered <laughs> a cryptid. I think all of these are considered cryptids. Yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, it's supposed to be like a fate, like a creature that like people aren't sure exists, but it's like a legendary creature. I guess the uh, Bondo ape used to be considered a cryptid before they got some pictures of it, right? So they got like they actually found some, <laughs> you know, some pictures of those big Congo chimps, you know, Congolese chimps, yeah, the Congo chimps. Would they just be considered Congolese chimps or are they just Congo chimps? I don't know. 
I mean, in Congo, all right, so Congolese is like, there's Congo the country and Congo the jungle. And I don't, right. I don't think, I think the jungle extends slightly past the boundaries of the country. Oh, yeah, I think so. So I think they get most of it, kind of like the Amazon, the Amazon forest. It's like bigger than, you know, what is it? Brazil. Just Brazil. Yeah, it's like touching yeah. Peru and other places, Colombia, Colombia. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, would it be like Congolese? I think so. Even if he would, if it was still inside like the Congo, like it would be like part of because it's that's where it stays, that's where it resides, right? Imagine if like you were the only person, like you're like some early explorer, right? Like what animal mm-hmm. do you think would be the weirdest animal to, for like you're the person who saw it, you like took a drawing of it. Right, maybe you got like a skin or something, and you go, you try to go back to like your royal academy somewhere in England or France or some shit, Spain, and you're like trying to convince the people, like, I saw a hippo, like, nobody believes you. They're like, What the hell are you talking about? Right, yeah, it's like you're a Sasquatch hunter. You're like, I'm telling (laughs) you, I bit an alligator, it was like, it was was like a pig with an elephant, like, I don't even know. That'd be weird, right? Yeah, that'd be wild. Yeah. Or like you're in the Amazon, you see like an anaconda. <laughs> it's like you're one of the only guys that's ever seen it. Should be wild. Yeah. Like, what does it look like? Like my dick, but bigger. <laughs> but smaller. <laughs> but smaller. <laughs> so you're saying your dick would be it's bigger like than two, an anaconda? It's about, about two thirds the length. Of <laughs> <laughs> one. Uh, that's funny. Yeah, that would have been like mind blowing when you're like there all these like surveyors and explorers going through like the Amazon, yeah. and they're just seeing like all this like new shit, and they're just like what, <laughs> like these like vicious ass fish, the piranha, and they're like what the fuck? Don't they have like they, like freshwater their... dolphins in the Amazon? Oh, I don't know. I think they do. That sounds pretty cool though. I think they got like these weird looking freshwater dolphins that are like on the endangered species list. Big wow. fish are, I don't know, there's something about, like, large creatures in the water that are creepy. Yeah. Like, you ever go to an aquarium, and then, like, you go to the grouper tank, and you see a grouper swim by, and you're like, Jesus Christ! Yeah, you know, because, like, that's funny, because, like, when we would go over there, we would to go visit you over there where you stayed at that, like, by the lake. Yeah. What lake was it? Uh, lake Corpus Christi. Was that the one where like y'all had a dock and then those fucking like yeah. geese would chase me? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, dude. Like swimming in the ocean doesn't bug me at all. Like it's like because it's if you I got can sharks see... in the ocean, how how is that not gonna bug yeah, you? Yeah, but I if I can, but I can see though. Like when you're in that Clean lake, water, man, you, like, you can't see. <laughs> no, yeah, I never really swam in the Gulf. The Gulf is creepy. The golf, the, the golf is garbage. Yeah. No, I've always been, you know, out further Hawaii and shit. But like that doesn't bug me. Like you cause like you're yes, you're in like open ocean. Yes, there's sharks out there. Yes, there's like fucking giant fish or whatever. Like anything your imagination can go to, like it's probably out there. I wonder if anybody's ever been ate by like a giant squid. But the thing that freaks me out the most though is that like not being able to see. You know what I mean? 
like you're in the water and you're just like, you know, you feel like whatever brush against your leg and you can't even see it. You're like, ah, no, get away, get away, get away. I heard about this guy who got like, he fell off a ship at night. He was like treading water, like in the middle of nowhere, right in the middle of the ocean. The crazy thing about being in the middle of the ocean is you're down around the waves, right? So you can't see past the waves around you. Like the wave tops are above your head. So you can't actually see that far. Like you can't see to the horizon. So like you could be a hundred yards from the, like the shore, but you couldn't see the shore. Right. Yeah. The water's choppy like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And so this guy was in this water and he's talking about like the waves are going up and down, but you know, everywhere he was, he couldn't see that far because there was always a wave like in the way. So he couldn't see, right, yeah. he couldn't orient like real fast. He didn't know where the boat was. He didn't know where land was. He didn't know where anything was. Mm-hmm. And then it turned nighttime and then shit was like bumping into his leg in the middle of the night, like pitch black in the center of the ocean. Uh, yeah. Stuff like bumping into him and taking like little nibbles of him and shit, like little fish are like biting his toe and shit. The scariest. <laughs> The image of that yeah. bothered me so badly. <laughs> That's so yeah. upsetting, have, bro. Have you ever been in Lake Travis? Yeah. Yeah, no, that's very clear yeah, water. Yeah. yeah, it's very clear water, but like you get nibbles all the time by fish. You're just like chilling, and then like fish start coming and start pulling on your leg hair. And you're like, ah. <laughs> that's, some, that's some weird shit. Those fish are too comfortable. Yeah, they're very comfortable around people. They're just like it's because, like I don't know, Lake Travis isn't really a fishing lake. It's more of like a jet skiing lake and shit. Yeah, jet skiing and and like jumping, like cliff diving and all that stuff, yeah. swimming. Yeah. yeah, so they they know that we're not gonna like take them and eat them. They're just like it's because people live on up, that bro? lake. It's all like a bunch of richy fucking white people. <laughs> Super rich, yeah. So there's no like Mexicans out there with cast nets. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Dude, I would see that all the time in Galveston. Just all these like Mexican dudes, just those huge cast nets, and dude, just like there's throwing nothing it. more impressive than a dude can like really throw like a big cast net, like one of those like twenty foot radius ones. You know, they just throw it out. It's like shit lands on the water like the size of Texas. It's like when like, yeah. you just took the whole all the fish in the fucking ocean out. Like Jesus. I remember what tripped me out. Like when I lived in Montana and I would go like walking around in the fucking mountains and shit. And then I would see like people that would go fly fishing. And it was so trippy to me see people go fly fishing because they're just like flinging that thing around. And then it's like just waiting until they get a fucking snap from a fish. It's fucking weird. Have you ever seen it before? I've seen it. It's really weird because it's like the expense of it, right? It's so expensive. And there's so much involved in it. And the fish are so disappointing because it's so small. (laughs) It's like you use like this bullshit rod and reel. You use bullshit baits. You fish in a real bullshit way, but like in pretty country. Like it's picturesque, but it's not Mm -hmm. effective at all. And then it's like you nah, catch, you're like, not going to get anything that's going to feed you the know, family. You catch this tiny trout, and you're like, okay. And then they take a picture with it. They're like, look at me in this tiny trout. And you're like, look what I got. <laughs> yeah. They, they stock those rivers with those disappointing fish. <laughs> <laughs> they stock them with it. They do, man. 
It's like it's so no, expensive, dude. I'm telling you, because they fucked up a lot of the habitat because those tr- fish are migratory, so they have to like grow them okay, in a yeah. farm and then just dump them in the river every year. So, like, who pays for that? Like, the government yeah, pays yeah, for that? People put dams and right. shit. Like, all, most of these rivers have been dammed up, like, in the 50s. They fucking destroyed the habitats for these fish, you know? The migration right, pattern got yeah. all fucked up. So, um, a lot of these trout, they just stock the river. They just go over there and just pour, like, a shitload of farm trout in the river. These fucking dopes just spend... I mean, the amount of money... The average guy spends, right? They might spend $50,000 a year to catch like three tiny fish. And like a lot Jesus. of effort, right? These are like rich dudes, right? So they, their time is worth yeah. a lot of money. The, the amount of time mm. they spend like away from their whatever, their fucking Ford dealership. <laughs> <laughs> so they can like put on waiters and stand in the middle of some stream in Colorado and just flick that. You know, they spend like hours every night like tying these little weird ass looking it's like a hook with some feathers on it and shit. Right. Yeah, it looks weird. But yeah, I remember seeing that shit in Montana a lot and just watching them for like hours. It's like, like the what? fishing version of putting like <laughs> ships in bottles, you know? Yeah. It's like real mer- like real merchant marine guys are like shipping shit over the ocean. Right. ships and bottles that's like for old dudes with like beards and leather couches <laughs> yeah beards and leather couches yeah but they're like going for like a certain like yeah they become that person they, they want to put like a like a pirate like a wheel on the wall and they, they get like some some manservant to call them like captain <laughs> The captain. <laughs> they buy like a little cannon and they go out on the fourth of if July. If you had a boat, on the back if you had a boat, would you make everyone call you the captain? If I had a boat or a boat, yeah, a boat. No, no. I could never make people call me any boat. Yeah. If you could yeah, choose like one moniker, what would you choose? Like of all the titles out there. I don't know. Doctor, sensei, I don't know. Anything. Professor. Professor. (laughs) um, His Majesty. (laughs) His Majesty. Lord. I'd be Lord. Lord. You wouldn't be Don? No, I don't. (laughs) Don. Yeah, I'd be a Don. You'd be Don Don. Rafael. Yep. I would be a consigliere. <laughs> consigliere. <laughs> Sounds fun, right? Consigliere cantu. Consigliere cantu. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't know what I would be, but I would want someone to like, all right, this is my like title now. Yeah, you know what's annoying? Is it like the cabinet of the president are all called secretaries? Imagine being like, you know, some old badass right you get you become like the secretary of defense or something and they call you like mr secretary of Def- like the forever secretary yeah mr secretary i don't think it's like that i think it's like what is it secretary and then first and last name or is it secretary, yeah, it's like, last you know, name? secretary gates they'll just say that right secretary gates and you have to walk up to the podium Secretaries. and be like 
you know, kids yes. grow up to be smarter and better. Your future is in front of you, right? Like you'd be doing like these terrible commencement speeches. That's what most of those people do. They just go around giving like commencement speeches all the time. It's ridiculous. Madeline Albright or something, right? They just get paid a lot of money for that too. Uh, do they? They get paid to give those speeches? Yeah. That makes sense. Yep. Like a lot of money. I thought they like would just go like, hey, you know, your alma mater. I don't know nah, if they yeah, do. They... I think a lot of those people like went to that college and it's like, this is an honor. We're bringing you back to giving the commencement speech. Because hmm. colleges are really good yeah. about getting money out of people. But I don't know how often they fucking just want to fork it over for a fucking dude to give a commencement speech. I think like most of those administrators like want to keep that cash and like take a trip to Hawaii so they can discuss diversity training. Diversity training while they're separated from everybody else. Of course. We want to help everyone. Inclusive social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We want to help everybody, but we want to do it far away from everybody. Yeah, we want to make sure they they keep pro- I love the idea of social distancing. <laughs> it's like yeah i've been doing that for a long time out here yep (laughs) i've been social distancing for a long time i've been staying social distancing i've gone to a party i remember remember when i used to work out there and i'd be like thinking like man this is like my 28th day without seeing no female this is nuts (laughs) it's weird when you see like an older woman and you get a little bit you get you can catch a little buzz off, <laughs> you know, like some old lady comes to sweep up, and you're like, she's filling out them jeans. You're all like, damn, she kind of thick. All at me, grandma. All at me, grandma. <laughs> I can whip out them hog dogs and let them swing. <laughs> Let's see what's up. Dude, I was hanging out with a. Uh, where was I? I was with a mud engineer and his and his showed up and he was like a squirrely little quiet dude and the wife showed up and I promise you she was like she was like a former stripper <laughs> like a 40 year old yeah. former stripper and she was wild bro and I have a sneaking suspicion that like some of those like the Derek man was in there hanging out he was getting a little too friendly with this squirrely mud engineer's wife and she was a little <laughs> too into it too like I caught the vibe you know you can catch a vibe Oh yeah, I can remember that girl that uh, used to was married to my brother's wife, my brother's old boss. Oh my god, that girl that wanted to fuck everybody. Everybody, yes. you know, she was just just cockthirsty. Yeah. And yeah. so yeah, that same vibe. <laughs> your right? brother was like, your brother was like, you're gonna meet this girl. Do not, absolutely, do not fuck her. <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> it's like she's my boss's wife. Don't even acknowledge her. <laughs> yeah. Dude. I was like, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Like, she would always give everybody the, those hungry eyes. She's like, I'm thirsty. I've been walking in the desert for fucking years. Yeah, you could tell, I too. Like, some... she had kind of like a fetish or something. Like, she had like a thing for like oh, Mexican yeah. dudes. She was like, I'm away from my mm-hmm. parents and I'm here to mingle. <laughs> I'm here to mingle. She was like clearly way younger than him, too. Well, like I don't a know. good 20 years. He was what in his 40s? Well, she was in like her 30s, wasn't she? 
No, she wasn't in her 30s, man. She was like in her mid 20s. I thought she was like 35. He was like maybe 45. Nah. Nah. Uh, he looked like he was like 52. 52 to like 55. Was he that old? And she looked like, yeah. Yeah, he had salt and pepper hair and everything. Dude, I got salt and pepper hair, bro. I'm like, <laughs> more, 36. No. Yeah, but you have you have it from something else. You have it from work. He doesn't have it from work. Yes. He had it from just being old. Well, I saw um oh, man, I just <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing there. Started talking fucking zero. Like, yeah, it's like <laughs> Yep. Yeah, I guess. Um, I remember I would fuck with your brother and be like, "I'm gonna talk to her," and then he's like, "Don't you fucking talk to her, dude." dude did you <laughs> ever get meet me Chris, fired? Did you ever meet Chris's first wife uh, when he went to the Air Force? Oh yeah, I remember her. Girl. Yeah, yeah. She was. She her. also had hungry eyes too, dude. More than hungry eyes, dude. The first time I hang out with her, right? Like it was so crazy. Chris goes to boot camp, comes home like after boot camp with a wife. Just instantly, it like married some girl, like first girl who like let him get like half a hand job or some shit. He's like, marry me, <laughs> right? Marry me. And so he brings yeah. her home, drops her off at his parents' house, right? He just drops her off there. It goes back to the army. She's chilling mm-hmm. for like a day, like out of nowhere. He somehow like he introduces me to his wife. Um, he leaves. She, I go next day to hang out with my friend Rob. She's sitting on the couch. I'm like, hey. And she goes, oh, you're Ezra's, right? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, Chris said I could fuck you if I wanted. <laughs> In front of Rob. And Rob looks at what me like, Rob? He, you know how he used to do that thing where he just looks above his glasses like, huh? Yeah, he's like, huh? huh? And then I look at him yeah. and I look at her and I'm like, that ain't happening. <laughs> I don't fuck my dude's wife. Like, I, I or- like, you barely, like, you guys got Y'all eloped. Yeah, that's a super not okay thing. But then apparently that's a super okay thing to do when you're like a fucking pilot. Yeah. His old Corvette. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. Oh man, I remember that dude. (laughs) Oh no, dude. You ever heard I guess they have a name for him, Belinda. Have you heard about these girls? Or no, Dependa. Dependa? No. Okay, so. In the army, there's like these girls that hang around outside of military bases who mm-hmm. basically their idea is they marry and try to get a baby off of like young recruits so they can get military benefits. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. And so they're dependents, but they call them dependas. And they just like they, they're constantly cheating and getting babies off of military dudes. Like those- so that yeah, that makes a lot of sense. That's like the other like in the ghetto, how they just like pop out a shitload of babies just to get that government check. And by different dudes, too, so you can get, like, multiple benefits yeah. up to multiple different guys. Yeah. To, like, maximize their coin. I know a girl who did it. <laughs> Diversify. <laughs> Diversify your pussy. Diversify that pussy. <laughs> no, I know a girl who did that um, from high school, and it was crazy, because I, I ended up friending her on Facebook, like, 10 or 12 years out of high school. And she had, like... yeah. Five kids by five different military dudes. Jeez. And that was like, and, she, and her body was still banging. It was unbelievable. I was oh. like, how did you, how do you still have 
She was hotter than when she was in high school, like thinner. She's like fluffy in high school, right? She had all that baby fat on her. Now she's yeah. like, now yeah. she's a predator. Like she's a professional predator now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, there's some girls out the there. The people that, like, you met in college, man. People we met in college. Man. Yeah, who's the weirdest so person you met in college? The weirdest person I met in college. Like, who's the person where you, uh, like, you have the most doubts about? Like, well, what, I don't know what's oh, going to happen with that man. one. Oh, definitely. Uh, what's his name? Lamar. Lamar? <laughs> <laughs> we both said it at yeah. the same time. Definitely Lamar. <laughs> Lamar's yeah. a mess. That dude. That dude, like, he could he could either be, like, in jail or like fucking some super old rich lady. Yeah, he's he's capable and like of living it up. anything, right? Like he's one of those people. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he's just capable. Like you like you hear a story like, "Oh yeah, he got involved in the cult and he became president." Like he he's capable of so much <laughs> yeah. variety of behavior like I wouldn't be surprised. He's the one that blew my mind. I wouldn't be surprised if he went to prison for like child murder or something. He was the one that blew my mind where I was like, oh, anybody can get a fucking a bachelor's degree. I was like, homie has two. <laughs> I was like, what? They're just handing thing, these things out like fucking simple, simple, just here. But they were like art You degrees, want a bachelor's? <laughs> no, I know, but still, <laughs> you know? And I mean, the, the university we were going to, too, isn't very, you know, like didn't have high standards but still well yeah but he like he got drummed out of the army for being crazy and then his parents were rich and so they just gave him like a house and money and an allowance right so if people keep like just handing you money and you're like getting to your mid-30s and you just keep going to college that whole time you'll end up with degrees yeah just a full-time student yeah, you spend like 15 20 years Forever. in college you'll, you'll get a couple of bachelors you know, 20 years <laughs> yeah. for two four-year programs. Professional student. I knew a bunch of those. Apparently, like yep, people, I know a bunch of them, too. You don't have to pay back the loans until you leave school, so they just don't. <laughs> yeah, you just keep like going. You keep going. Yeah. Like, Whatever, man, I ain't leaving. They keep working in like, the do registrar's that. office. They just do it and keep on doing it, and then, like, they die, and then, like, all that debt gets like handed over to like their family or something. And they're just like, Fuck. well, no, it just, it, it attaches to their assets. So anything that was under their name now belongs to the government. But what if they don't have anything? They're just like a fucking, they don't have any assets. You know, they don't have... they finally suck that dick. <laughs> suck that dick. Suck yeah. that dick, bitch. Yeah. Hmm. I didn't know that. I thought it went over to to your family. No, it does. Like if you if you have a house, then they kick your family out of the house and take it. Well, hmm. yeah, unbankruptable. That's Joe Biden's shit right there. He did that a while back. Unbankruptable. What do you do? He's the one that made a debt unbankruptable school debt. Oh, back in the day, like it right, wasn't always the law. Like he's he was involved in that shit. But they're all, you know, he's an old politician. They're all involved in that kind of fucking crazy shit. Right. When you end up being in Congress, as long as that dude was in Congress, you can have a fucking long ass rap sheet. That's for sure. Yeah. 
It's weird, man. Yeah, like, he's been around for a minute. You listen to the rap sheet of politicians, to like the bills they pass. It sounds a lot worse than like some rap sheet for like some fucking drug dealer in prison. And you're like, and this motherfucker's president? Like, fuck. <laughs> people's lives that this guy fucking fuck up. Yeah. So here about like with Camila, like she's just been like throwing people away in prison, like a shitload of them. Oh, well, you know, prosecutor, man. That's what they do. Yeah. So those prosecutors do, bro. They get, they get, uh, especially people who are like, they're like, you go to jail, you go to jail. Everybody's going to jail. (laughs) Yeah. You know, some people just get very into, uh, It's like hyper, it's like, how do I put this? Like, you never want to be in the way of some person, some ambition person, an ambitious person's success. Right. And so a big problem is like, you know, these prosecutors, a lot of them have like very ambitious and they're like, their ambitions go against like people's self-interest, you know? Right. And so they, you know, ambitious people do creepy shit, man. It was like that one cop who was like planting drugs on everybody in Florida. Yep. Or that one, He's that like one judge that like was just sending people. all these minors. Oh, well, there you go. Well, no, but I think he was getting paid like straight up for that. Yeah, yeah, he was getting paid per minor he would send to jail. Yeah, that's straight corruption, though. That's yeah, yeah. Not yeah. even corruption. Like, there's some people out there who are just they really, really, really want to succeed. Right, they're like, you know, it's like mm-hmm. that kid in school who like did all their homework and extra homework and fucking extra credit and try to get extra fucking work so they, they could get extra points, you know? But like yep. people, but there's people that treat their whole life like that, right? They're gonna be like doing that. They're like, you know, they become a prosecutor later. They're like, all right, great, everyone goes to prison. <laughs> what did you do? Be that jerk. Go to prison. <laughs> Like, they're just hyper-efficient, right? It's like some Bill Gates motherfucker, but he's treating, like, prosecution that way. Just, you know, 20 hours a day, every day, never sleeping, trying to stick people in jail. Yeah, that's not cool. (laughs) Like, I remember back when I was a dispatcher, um, almost all the cops, like, at the night shift, they'd be like, I'm coming on shift. And then maybe a couple of them would call in, like, one or two plates. The whole night. Mm-hmm. And then there's like this one cop who like is calling in plate after plate after plate all day. just driving behind people, calling in plates, fishing for action. He's, he's doing 95, 98% of all the work of the whole department. Like every shift. Jesus. He just won't stop. He's like the Pac-Man of cops, right? And there's people like that out there in society, right? Some of them are just yeah. like, you know, if they're writing jokes, they write all the jokes. You know, if they're Stephen King, they write all the books. <laughs> If they're a cop, they bust everybody. <laughs> you think like the the his like coworkers were like that dude's a jerk. Oh yeah, He's no, constantly. It was, it was annoying for me as a dispatcher. I'm I'm sitting around like trying to you know watch a movie or some shit. Hopefully nothing happens all <laughs> night. This, this guy keeps calling yeah. the fucking license plates. Run this plate. Run that plate. A bunch of them. There's nothing. 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 He's just calling in plates, trying to see if like somebody has a warrant, so he can just get them. You know? Yeah. Do you think there's like karma for that shit? 
No. No, that guy's going to have a lot more stuff happen to him, good and bad, just because he's doing a lot, right? Like, yeah. If you're, I remember back when I was a park ranger, I worked with a bunch of lazy, lazy fucking dudes, right? Yeah. And I was doing a lot. Like, I was the guy who was out there mowing grass and trimming trees and stuff. And I was getting into trouble all the time. I was always like getting my truck stuck in the mud or, you know, trimming some branches and having wasps bite me. Or hmm. literally, like getting chased by bees, like stuff was always going up, like stuff was always happening to me. But that's because I was doing right. like eighty-five percent of all the work. Yeah. So you know, most of the like some of these guys just get in their truck, cruise around, and just look at people. They just cruise all yeah. day. They're just cruising and cruising and cruising. So yeah, like stuff happened to me. But I mean, like I mean, like karma? not related work. Just... I mean, like not related work karma. You know what I mean? Well, no, no, no. Stuff's going to happen. Because all that stuff's like work related. Like the more that you do, the more opportunities you have for something to go wrong or right. More things will happen. Like if you're spending all your time in your bedroom reading a book, not a lot's going to go down, right? But if you're spending all your time at the club, you're going to see a lot of shit. Yep. So the more you do, like the more good and bad things will happen to you. Very true. So I think that's kind of like, I don't know if that's karma, but yeah, that cop, you know, he's like way more likely to get shot because he's just interacting with way more people every fucking day than the other cops. Yeah. Way more likely to save the day, way more likely to fucking get in trouble for fucking up the day, right? He might have a George Floyd incident, he might be a hero. Like, you never know. He's just, he's doing a lot. Working his way to be chief. Yeah, you know, some people out there are just fucking like, they got all that extra energy, you know? It's like they were born with yeah. two shots of espresso, like in their blood or something. Yeah. Lazy. Yep, yep. I don't get it. Like, I understand being lazy. That's fucking, <clears throat> that, that totally jives. Like, what do you want to do? Nothing. Fucking, I feel you, bro. Nothing. <laughs> Man, I feel you, bro. Yeah, well, yeah. Okay. I want to work now. so I don't have to work. <laughs> work to not having to work. That's what I'm working for. Uh, yeah, but I also like don't work while I work, right? So I need a job that like doesn't require that much actual work from me, even while I'm working. <laughs> yeah. I need to be like manage vibing. a server. Yeah, I need to be vibing properly. Go to school to manage the servers. I guess. <laughs> Whenever you said like manage a server, I thought of like some like middle manager over a bunch of waitresses. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys are always seem like like that seems like your job title is sexual harasser in chief. Right. Yeah. Those guys are always doing creepy shit. Like I've never seen a dude in charge of a bunch of girls. And it not get weird, right? Because the girls make it weird. They instantly like yeah. they're trying to like compete with each other to get some favorable something out of a dude. And then the dude realizes mm-hmm. he's like ring leading a whole bunch of chicks. And then pretty soon, like those guys, like they start acting like bitches ain't shit. <laughs> like they all get like that's like halfway pimpy fucking vibe off of them. Yep. Like these are my stable of hoes. Like he's like, bitch, you were just running the waitresses at an IHOP. 
Like, stop, yeah. stop getting weird. Calm down, dude. Stop weird. <laughs> yeah. Where's my money, bitch? They're like skimming yeah. off the tips of all the chicks and shit. They get weird. Yep. Yeah, that's definitely not talking about those kind of I'm those kind of things. With a wire hanger. You ever read that book, Pippin? By uh, Iceberg Slim, dude. Iceberg Slim. Oh no, I never, I never read it. But so fucking funny, dude. I thought he only just made one book. No, 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 no. He 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 did more than one. Look it up. Tell me how many books he did. (laughs) I know he did Pippin, but he did more than that. Let's see. Iceberg Slim. If you had a pimp name, what do you think your pimp name would be? I have no idea. <laughs> I think your pimp name would a be... pimp name slimp back. No, no, no. Your pimp name would be something like... Like the... Tyrannosaurus Max. <laughs> <laughs> Tyrannosaurus Max. <laughs> Man, he does look like an old school pimp. Who? Iceberg Slim. Iceberg, Iceberg he Slim. He is, bro. <clears throat> Iceberg Slim is the one. Let's see. What about his books? Books in order. Yeah, read me them book names. Pimp the story of my a red uh, pimp. The pimp, uh, pimp the story of my life, and then there's Trick Baby, Mama Black Widow, The Naked Soul of Iceberg, Slim, uh, Death Wish, Long White Con, Long White Con. Uh, all right, Willie and me. Word perfect. Doom Fox pocket cannons. Now he did a lot. That's what I'm telling you. Bro. He started from his first book was in 1967. His last book was in 2015. No, nah, that ain't the same. Like person. homie, like lives and breathes pimping. I, I don't even know if I can believe all that now. That's too many years. That's like that's a, how many. Uh, that's what a a fifty five year span. How old is this man? Right, dude, it's freaking crazy. Long ass time. Dude, this guy's like eighty something. <sighs> dude, that'd be weird to get Iceberg Slim on a podcast. Yes, that would be weird. That'd be pretty cool. <laughs> aggressive with you too, though. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how to deal with like aggressive street dudes anymore. Because yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to get involved in some like back and forth like posturing thing. It's like <laughs> so. So would you would you, you call him Mister Slim if you met him? Or would you be like so Mister Slim? And then he's like Mister Slim, boy, hold my belt loop. Hold my belt loop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I'd get confused, like, how to deal with, like, somebody who's coming at you with, like, street aggression, you know? Yeah. What's good? they just screaming at you weird shit. You're like, I just come at them with some, I'm old, bro. 
Maybe I just start singing like '90s lyrics to him, right? I remember running in the wet grass. <laughs> be like, what? I never had to knock on wood. I just be like, <laughs> just try to confuse him, you know, uh, razzmatazzum with some '90s lyrics. Give him some zigzags. Yeah, now I just hit him with some stuff, right? You start like rhyming like Red Hot Chili Peppers at him. They won't know what to do. Okay. You just have, you know, like some of those songs you just know all the lyrics to. Mm-hmm. You just start going into it. What song would you sing? Uh, you got to think on your toes if you're going to think of something like that when you talk to Mr. Slim. Right. You got to be real <laughs> quick with it. Yep. Or or maybe you just you just say the lyrics, but you pretend like you're a pimp too, right? So like you you go in with like some kind of raging and just, what you say, what you say, what you say now. <laughs> you know? And then you yeah. just like you let him like talk a little bit. And then you know, whatever. You just go into some like weird rhyme. So you would just effectively try to make him laugh. I don't know. I don't maybe he'd take me seriously, right? Like <laughs> there's some of those pimpy dudes like they just fucking they say some flowery ass weird shit you know yeah yeah they do <laughs> you just look at him you're like knees weak arms are heavy that one's always a go-to <laughs> Man, he's he was a very uh, he he lived that seventies life. He wrote he his first very, book like, in the sixties. He was already yeah, yeah, in yeah, the sixties. Yeah, and of course, you know it ain't easy. Where was he pimping at? Because he was born in Chicago, died in Culver City, California. Uh, probably did both. He probably pimped everywhere. I don't know, man. I know he, he diversified his pimping. Oh yeah, you think he wrote those books, or do you think he, he like wrote it and then gave it to someone that actually knew how to write? No, nah, man, I like, read that first book, Pimping, and there's no doubt in my mind that he wrote that book. <laughs> it was it was that bad. It wasn't bad, but it was like there was so much slang in that book. Like there's so much like pimp jargon. It's like a technical <laughs> pimping manual. It's like it's like standards and practices for like an engineering company but it's like pimping <laughs> this is like the pimp jargon bro it's all about breaking out hoes and <laughs> he's like very specific too like hit that bitch you gotta hit her <laughs> really dude there's so much like hitting fucking hoes in, the, in those books and he's like he's so, like real like, crazy this... about it too he's like you really want to you know if you really want a hoe to love you you're gonna like Whip her with a, with a with a wire hanger, and then you gotta like after you're done beating on her and making her cry and scream, then you gotta like. So this is like his books are basically like self help books for pimps. Yeah, yeah, they're like how tos. Okay. And then he tells how to. You, yeah, he, he basically <laughs> says like, and then what you need to do is you need to get the hoe, but after you like done beating her ass, you gotta get her and put her in the bath and wash her hair and like wash her back and take care of her and be all nice to her. And he's like, uh she'll never remember 
that like you uh, you you put the beat down on her, all she'll latch onto in her moment of weakness right after, like she's so vulnerable after you beat on her, mm-hmm. she she latches onto you and becomes dedicated to you that you that you patched her up. Jesus, the fact that okay. you patched her up, you know, you made her vulnerable, you broke her down, and now you put her back together, and now she's dedicated because she loves the fact that you put her back together. And then she's like, you know, and then she internalizes all the bad shit that happens. She goes, oh, I had, you know, I deserved all that shit. You had to do that to me. Wow. That was all my fault. You're actually this nice person who gave me this bath. <laughs> <laughs> he talks about, like, having this hoe, like, for whatever. Like, he said, like, every hoe has a number, right? You can only do so much terrible shit to a, to a hooker. Yeah. And so after like, you know, whatever, 500 or a thousand fucking Johns or whatever, like you can tell like a hooker starts getting crazy. <laughs> and so what he says is like, what you got to do is you got to like mind fuck her, run this whole scam on her. Like, and so he like sets up this whole fake murder where he like, he like fakes. She, he basically tricks her into thinking she fucked some guy and he died. And then he goes and hides the body. Right. Jesus. And then he like tricks her into thinking that like he saved her from a murder charge just so that he can get like another hundred fucking bangs out of her before he throws her away. Wow. So he just mind fucks her into into thinking that she like, you know, she owes him more, right? As soon he's like, you know, what'll happen is like a bunch of terrible shit will happen to a hooker, right? They'll go from like their, you know, Mm -hmm. their young hooker days to becoming a veteran. And after after they're a veteran. They slowly start building resentment, right? And they stop being grateful for anything. They stop also like negative shit stops being motivating for them, right? Because so many bad things have already happened to them yeah. that like they're not scared of negative consequences anymore. So they just say, fuck it. Like they don't give a shit anymore about you, about anything, right? Mm-hmm. And so he says, like, what you gotta do is totally mind fuck them into being grateful to you so you can get like a little bit more work on the, out of them before you throw them away. Before they don't even care about their life anymore. <laughs> Holy crap. So he's uh is there like interviews of him? Yeah, man. Iceberg is crazy, wow. dude. No, it it's like it's hard to explain. You know, it's like one of those like 48 laws of power things where it's just like street level, like he's a psycho, like real psychopath manipulation shit, you know? Yeah. I remember reading those books back in my 20s. I found one of his books sitting on a park bench. I just picked it up. It said pimp on it. I was started reading it. <laughs> you just started reading it? Yeah. It was on my Where'd you find it at? It was sitting on a park bench. But like where? Like back at the park when I worked corpus. at the park. <laughs> it was in the park. Yeah. I found a bunch of books wow. on park benches like that. I just read them. Uh, I read Pimpin, I read Tom Clancy, like the first time I ever read Rainbow Six or any of those Tom Clancy books. People just left them. Yeah. People do that. Like people will go out somewhere and read, just leave a book somewhere. So I, I grab them. Hmm. You know me, boy. I'm that reading type, yeah. of, type of dude. Yeah. Oh, you're sharing some screen yeah. with me? Yeah, I want to see if we can find some of his like interviews or something. All right. Hopefully, you can hear it. 
You know what's see, weird? What I've, had, I've, I've seen a lot of different black dudes named Robert Lee, and you think like Robert E. Lee wouldn't be a popular, you know, because Robert E. Lee was that Confederate general. Yeah. Apparently, Iceberg Slim's name is like Robert Lee something. <laughs> I wonder why that is. You put Iceberg Slime. Slime. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, I just saw it because I have the microphone in my face, so I didn't see the E. Oh. Iceberg Slim, the black pimp. <laughs> That's like 1971 special report. Special report of Mr. Slim. He covered his face with some crazy ass mask. Yeah. Well, Joe Pine. Oh shit! Can you hear that? No. You can hear anything. Can't hear nothing. Let's see. Dismiss. Can you hear it? Nope. Uh. All right. Never mind. I don't know why you can't hear it. I think we're pushing Never for like a lot of like things to be uh, how do I put this? Like there's a lot of laws right? Yeah. It's like gambling and prostitution and drug use and shit. Like all these lifestyle laws. And yep. I think I think I think there's like this weird pattern that we get with the media and with these laws where like we we make stuff like stuff becomes a problem, right? Like people mm-hmm. destroy their lives with gambling, and then the media catches on to it and writes a bunch of stories about all these people that destroy their lives with gambling, and the pressure hits the politicians and they make it illegal. And then time passes, and then there's a couple generations, and nobody remembers anybody like ruining their lives with gambling. And then the media starts saying, like, why the fuck do we have this law here? <laughs> and then everybody's like, it's ridiculous. We're grown-ups. Get rid of it. And then they get rid of it, and then the cycle starts again. I feel like a lot of the same thing kind of maybe happens with prostitution and drug use, right? Like, I'm right. guessing that, like, there was a time when, you know, when they made this stuff illegal, they, they published all these things about all the terrible stuff that happened to prostitutes and people who went to prostitutes or all the terrible stuff that happened with drugs. And then, you know, not a lot of people do drugs. You know, over time, like we might, um, you know, you forget why you put the law in place in the first place, right? And then uh, right. the media doesn't have all these horror stories that they start harping <clears> on. <throat> I don't know. I, I think that's a cycle. Spirits, our guest masquerades under the name of Iceberg Slim. Many of you remember his story of his days as a procurer, or if you will, a pimp. His prison confinements included solitary in what he called a steel casket. You can. Now he leads a respectable family life. Iceberg Slim has gone straight. And for this reason, he continues to hide his identity. He returns now to tell us about the most incredible con man he ever knew. A blonde-haired, blue-eyed Negro called White Folks. <laughs> You're not putting this on, are you? Can you hear it on your side? I can hear it. That's, uh, that's factual. Called White Folks. 
Uh, how did he get that name? Because of the fact that he could pass over the line, over the color line? That's right. Uh, white folks uh, was a term applied to him by his friends. Uh, his enemies in the black ghetto called him Trick Baby. Now, a Trick Baby would okay, pause this. Okay. Okay. Pause it, pause it. This is, I did. this is the most insane face mask of all time. Like, I've never <laughs> seen a more insane thing. Like, have you ever seen anything yeah. more fucking disturbing? <laughs> it looks like he just put, like, a fucking, like, one of those, like, those, like, dinner cloths over his face. Like, a black dinner cloth. And then, like, those, like, weird white little squares in front of his eyes. Dude, it is so insane what I'm looking at right now. Like... <laughs> There's a yeah. there's a black guy pimp called white folks like <laughs> You want to keep watching? Okay, yeah. I believe that uh, his mother was telling okay, okay. us and that she had had sexual congress <laughs> with a white man and that'd been an accident. How did he uh, respond to, to being called trick baby? Oh, the the the, the Irish African blood in him would Boil up. Irish African blood. Yes. That was a combination. Yes. Uh, the name of your book is Trick Baby. That's right. Uh -huh. This is the second book. Yeah, yes, and you've it is. now proved to the literary world that you weren't a one book author. Yes, and that was gratifying. Now, here you're going away a little bit from, uh, from what you began with in the other book. The other book was largely autobiographical, it dealt with your life as a procurer or a panderer. But here you're going to tell us a little bit in this book, and I hope a little bit tonight on the program, about con men and uh, about the old adage of you can't cheat an honest man because a confidence man's greatest asset is the basic dishonesty of the victim, isn't it? True, that's right. Tell us a little bit about uh, white folks and how he preyed on people. Uh, well, white folks had a natural uh, talent uh, for the con. And when he met... Blue Howard, his mentor. Blue Howard? Blue Howard. May I ask you why he was called Blue Howard? The fact that he was so black. That he was blue? Yes. Well, this is a common practice in the ghetto uh, to, to call an extremely black man. By his most prominent characteristic? I see. Go on. And uh, under the aegis of uh, Blue Howard, all of his of white folks' potential as a con man surfaced and the book uh, is an incredible adventure story of the con as it's played in the street the verbatim dialogue what the sucker says and what the con men say to weave the con spell It's like, uh, oh, man, geez. he's such a psycho, dude. He's like such a weird little manipulative dude, like pretending to be like kind of straight. Yeah. What do you think about Iceberg? Mm. Uh, pimping ain't easy, sir. Pimping is definitely not easy. That mask is not easy. That mask was no. very not easy. Yeah. 
did you notice the lipstick on there like one of his hoes like kissed it yeah that was crazy so he can have like little lips on there he's like yeah dude's weird man he's yeah and he's like smoking cigarettes and then like a little bit of smoke coming out from the mask like what the fuck yeah, it's it's weird now. Like whenever I go somewhere where a bunch of people are smoking, it's such a strong kind of noticeable thing. So it seems strange that it ever caught on and became as popular as it did. But you know, I never really smoked. Yeah, yeah, it was like the thing to do. It was weird when, like, you know, people. I remember being young and people like keeping the windows rolled up and smoking in the car. <laughs> Yeah. It was wild. Yeah, that was, now. I know, right? My grandma used to fucking do that. We would like go to church and then like she'd have all the windows op- up in her car and then she's just like lighting cigarettes one after the other before she goes to church and we're just sitting here like <sighs> I can't breathe. I remember playing in bars back when I had a band and uh trying to sing in like a smoky room will tear your throat up. Yeah, yeah, it definitely will. will shred your throat. Okay, I got another video for you. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Give me a second, real quick. How long is the podcast been going? Not very long. Uh, let's see. One hour. So we should like wrap it up soon after this video. I'll show you. Okay. All right. And here we go. Just leaning for the microphone, that's fine. And then it's going to be the gentleman behind for the next one after that. Yes, sir. Bonsoir, coach. Good evening, coach. So my name is Gary Inchard. So how does it feel now? Uh, sorry, I'm just, I'm Senegalese, so I want to know. So it's a very important game tomorrow. How are you going to play against Paris tomorrow? <laughs> it's a very erotic voice, by the way. <laughs> Congratulations. Wow. Again, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he's a man. Yeah, your good co is awesome. <laughs> man. I, I still don't get why yeah. you don't like Zlatan. Zlatan was so Zlatan, entertaining. Yeah. yeah, he is entertaining. He's just like, I don't know. I shouldn't like Jurgen Klopp because he's like a coach of a team that I don't like. But I'm like, ah, he's so funny. <laughs> Very funny. Yeah, he's such a funny guy. You got to love a guy who calls people out. You got to call him out. You got to say what you got to yep. say, man. Say the truth. As long as it's true, man. That's the best. Yeah, as long as it's true. <laughs> yeah. He's like a very erotic voice. Say that again. <laughs> That's uh, funny. Yeah. Yeah, good times. <laughs> uh, yep. Yep, yep. Well, all right, brother. I'll let you go. It's already, what, 9.30 over there in Texas? Yeah, it's getting late. We're, 
No country for old men. Yeah, man, I'm living out here and no country for nobody. For nobody. This is, this is lots of country for Gila monsters. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right. <laughs> All right, brother. I'll talk to you later. Later, buddy. Bye. Sun